0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few
1: years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Ziminoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Ziminoff.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Ziminoff, and we are, again, Happy to have you here for another great episode of the Career Confidant. Today, we're going to be talking with John O'Connor. John is founder of Career Pro Inc., and he is a vocational expert, career expert. He works with HR, consulting, does outplacement. He's kind of your go-to guy for anything career, and John, one of those career behaviors that you've been doing some work on recently is hybrid careers. So why don't we kick off today by having you tell us a little bit about what you mean by hybrid careers?
3: Marie, it's great to be on the show with you, and uh, I'm really excited about this. People in the workforce are moving and becoming entrepreneurial they've got they 've had eBay businesses and they do things on the side and they have small consultancies and they develop web businesses and they and people are hungering to make up for perhaps what is lost what they're not being given at the job so they 're looking for more opportunities so there's a couple of couple of quick definitions hybrid is a is an interesting definition. Uh, One of the definitions uh, is a thing made by combining two different elements. So that's a pretty simple definition. But I've got two for you, Marie. Hybrid career, which is what I would define as someone who's combining creatively an entrepreneurial interest, a passion that occurs possibly outside of, and probably, and it should occur outside of working hours, in addition to their, quote, Regular or full-time job, and then a trend that I've noticed this year that's been reported on in magazines like Fortune. It's it's the year of the hybrid job. Some are calling it. Uh, A senior vice president at Indeed said the average tech worker makes one hundred and five thousand four hundred dollars, but the annual pay of the workforce overall is fifty one six and. For people with the right skills, even at work, they're combining in some ways disparate elements and calling them a job or the job that you have. So we're even seeing this happen inside of companies where they're recognizing these skill sets of people that desire to do more than the one thing they were supposed to do for their job. So I hope that isn't too confusing an intro to our listeners, but I know you have a highly intelligent audience and they can handle it.
2: Right, and one of the terms that we've talked about before here on the show is a portfolio career, and it sounds like a hybrid mm-hmm. career is, is similar, similar idea to a portfolio career where you're putting sure. several different things together.
3: It is, but some of the things that we talk about that I wanted to hopefully go into is that as people are exploring this, I see a lot of these combinations. It's hard to keep up with your brand when you're in a hybrid or portfolio career career on and offline how do you keep them separate how do you uh ensure that you're confidential when you're doing it how do you live this separate life and then alternatively at work if you have these desires are, is there a way to bring that into what you do and maybe add to your income and add to your responsibilities at your job by bringing in these passions so we may have more questions than answers but that's what's coming together today in the workforce and I see all sorts of opportunities for people who know how to and artfully and get coaching on playing their brand properly and having the right tools and and navigating this interesting change in the workforce and in careers. Right. So, for instance, I worked with a guy a while back who
2: was a techie, like an IT kind of guy, and then he Uh and his wife also ran a bed and breakfast, I think, and so he was trying to decide, you know, on LinkedIn, does he talk about the bed and breakfast, does that make sense, or does he save that for, for Facebook, right? Then we have all of these more complex conversations about how you brand yourself when you're doing multiple things.
3: And you don't want to have a call like I got, Marie, that reminds me of a call I got from one of my clients who who ran a little retail store, and one of the managers didn't show up, and he put on the hat and the clothes, and one of the products was popcorn, and sure enough, it was a a little check one day that someone who knew him at the company just happened to stop by or look in, and he was working, reported that to his boss. This is a senior salesperson at a medical device company, and sure enough, that was He had about 30 more days, and he was gone. So people sometimes, you know, they're ambitious, they're entrepreneurial, but they get pulled in and out of their main brand, and it can often hurt their career when it really should help and energize them, even if they work long hours or they work weekends or they do these things uh, on their own. So maybe we have more questions than answers, but those are some of the things that we're going through with, with clients here. How do you manage that? How do you uh, create? And uh, one of my clients is I'm working with on helping him sell a business and sell businesses or, or offer them for sale, because that's what executives and entrepreneurs sometimes want to do. They may want to own a business and, and at the tail end of their career. So how do they do that, and how do they do that right? And I can give examples from my own experience, Um, I feel like I'm almost a hybrid career uh, person who's added these things in my own business just because of the passions, because of the needs that I've seen in the workforce, and simply because I've been referred into things that I thought, hey, why don't I take a chance?
2: Right. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about, and perhaps you have an example, how do you do these hybrid behaviors when you might be diluting your professional brand.
3: Yeah, I see it all the time, and that's one of the things that I believe you do and, and I've done with your company and, and my company. It's really an individual case-by-case basis because you see people that may write an article. You know, now we have articles on LinkedIn. I really like that nomenclature instead of blogs. Well, you have an opportunity to, to create content on a blog or in an article or, or out there in the in the workforce or, or in a way that could enhance your brand but if everyone else at your company is not writing articles and in your similar position and you're with a big company, I think it causes it could cause a little suspicion unless that part of the brand has been almost okayed from the inside. So in some cases, I've had a, have had clients where I will coach them to help them, move into these new branding opportunities that may help feature some of the aspects of the brand they want to use in their other opportunity, their other their hybrid world and combine those. But I like to see people, Marie, and I don't know if you experienced this, get some permission to be a little bit more outgoing if they're not, a little bit more out there with their blogs and talks and articles and things they could post. You almost want that approval from your main company that that's an okay thing to do. And then by proxy, that can help your brand, even if you're not loudly advertising it, so to speak, in, on a LinkedIn with another whole section about your consultancy or something like that that might raise a few eyebrows. So I'm always concerned about confidentiality and, and protecting the main force of your brand while giving life to this other piece.
2: Right, so you might have a conversation with your boss that I've got a colleague who's a career professional, but for a while she was writing a a cooking blog, a food blog, Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. think she stopped the blog, but she still does food stuff quite a bit, that's a big part of her brand, and I don't know if she's working towards doing something in food, or if it was just an interest but you would want to have a conversation perhaps with your boss around you know I'm doing this cool new thing it's it's outside of work do you want to follow my blog right you could have it a, a great conversation with your boss around that
3: and some some bosses and some companies really like the fact that you're perhaps you're helping support or you've de- developed uh, a nonprofit or you're or you're doing some consulting on the side that has to do with improving your communication skills, and they—you'll they, have—you'll find some progressive folks in the workforce now that absolutely encourage that. Uh, maybe you're speaking somewhere. Maybe you're doing um, some work and consulting work on, on the side, and it—it's actually improved your ability to perform at work and brought in new skills. So the best bosses, I believe, in—in uh, in really will support you in this as long as there isn't. A, a lot of interference with with the main gig, and they might even see opportunities to bring in those talents, and you might offer those talents if you develop them, even into your main or core job, uh, not your hybrid or portfolio other career opportunities. So I really see it as, the, as a real opportunity, even though I think you have to tread carefully, and you and I both, I believe, and, and many of the folks that we know at Career Thought Leaders and others, carefully walk people through and coach them step by step to make sure they protect their brand, and it's a very individualized thing, isn't it?
2: Right, and I would say to people, too, that if you're worried about having that conversation with your boss or you think that you know this might be something they don't want me to be doing, then you probably shouldn't be doing it right I mean in the big scheme of things unless you're ready to give up yet that day job if you think it's something that's going to interfere with your day job you might think about how you can do it differently or scale it back or have a conversation with your boss and see how you can do something that makes sense for both parties if you're worried about it getting in the way of your job that's probably a sign that it's not the right thing or the right time
3: well, that's exactly right. I have a client right now who is is actually playing it very well. He he hosts a a sales meetup that has a blog associated with it. He doesn't always post on it. It's outside of his main brand, but every Thursday night there's a new speaker he hosts and brings it. And he's actually invited, you know, clients. It's it's a it's almost a resource for the community. It's it's in a way uh, a non-traditional way where he would get the B2B leads that he wants, but it's not really for that. And he has really used that to enhance his communication skills to show to, and it it was happily the, the, the boss was patting him on the back. He said, you know, some of the things people do on the weekend and on the site aren't as productive as what you do. And what you're doing is really making you better uh, for us and more valuable. So, yes, that permission, I wouldn't say close it off, but if you see articles, you see postings, people, even people that we think should know better can be very sloppy on, on social media. And, and being quiet, being smart, uh, being very professional, and, ha- and how, to, how to manage that, I think, is re- the real challenge. But it's often worth the challenge if you find opportunities where you can really explore those skills and your passions. And give life to them.
2: Right. And I agree with you that most bosses are gonna welcome that if you present it in the in the right way and can tell the boss what it offers in value for them. So we're gonna take a Mm -hmm. short break here for just a few minutes and John and I will be back to continue talking about how you can launch into your hybrid career.
1: That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
3: Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tingem you'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel.
4: From the boardroom to you. Voice
1: America Business Network. Are tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic now back to the career confidant
2: Welcome back to The Career Confidant and this is your host Marie Zeminoff Today we're talking with John O'Connor, career expert and expert in helping individuals create a hybrid career which we've been discussing kind of doing multiple things to build your skills or, or be able to work to your passions outside of work while you keep your, your day job there. So John we've been talking about what this looks like and we've given a few examples of folks that might be doing this kind of thing. So how do people moonlight and and not hurt their professional reputation? How do they avoid that?
3: Oh, that's such a great question. And of course, it can go down to individual personal one, on, one by one by one, which is kind of the world that I live in. I think you and your colleagues live in too, and, and our colleagues in the, in the career industry. But I think it's, you really have to get organized. I believe you need a navigator. You need a calm hand uh, to hold along the way, whether it's a career coach, whether it's uh, it, it could be a close person to you. It often could, might and should not be a spouse or someone that is uh, concerned or cares about you. Sometimes they're well-intentioned. You want to keep them informed. But you really need a guide. So I would say a navigator, number one. Number two... How do you keep yourself confidential? Really look at everywhere your brand is exposed, LinkedIn, Facebook. I think people get lulled into a sense of uh, Facebook's personal, LinkedIn's professional. No, it's all professional. Uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter is such an incredibly valuable resource. But before you tweet, uh, many of my clients, many of the people who are going through this discovery, they're using it as a listening post. They're listening to a lot of sources. They're getting together with entrepreneurial communities. In Raleigh, Durham, we have HQ Raleigh and American Underground and, and these cool, almost you can come in and participate in entrepreneurial. These universities are creating entrepreneurial studies and there's a lot of places to enrich your education, but you have to have a guide. You have to watch every single Thing that you do, and you have to organize and get, get real clear on your goals and, and manage this new hybrid uh, career. Uh, one of my good friends started writing and, and writing articles, and he really wanted to be published, and it gave him a lot of satisfaction. He ended up writing 65 books over, over the years of his career. But that started while he was with a consulting company, knowing that it would just improve his communication skills and it ended up being his vocation. You know, just amazing things can happen when you give life to it. You have navigation. What are some of the things that you're seeing? Because you see this, I believe, in your practice.
2: Yes, and that organization, as you said, and knowing what your goals are, because that's going to drive what you do. We all only have limited time, and if you're... Mm -hmm. Wanting to build a certain skill set or work in a certain area of passion, I think you've got to be really clear on on that goal, the why of of branching out. Because there's, as you said, you know, there's a there's consultants that can help you buy a business, but if you're not clear on why you're doing it, it's going to be challenging for you to decide you know, what type of business to buy, Mm -hmm. how you're going to own, you know, what type of ownership you want. Are you going to do a franchise? Are you going to start your own business? So there's going to be too many questions for someone to answer if they're not clear on why they are adding a piece to their their
3: career. And one of the things that I learned long ago from, uh, uh, from fellow colleagues and, and friends in the career business. We're right in the midst of this is sometimes you do things for money for, because it's a part of what you need to do to create revenue for your, for your business and your income and your consultancy. And sometimes you need to do things for credibility and to build yourself. And how much of what you want to do is to really build that second source of income and what are the viable options and alternatives there? And, 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 what are the pitfalls, and and where will you be most rewarded? Just asking all those questions and getting really specific about what you want to do and then trialing it, you know, working for free, working and and completing a project, uh, almost doing an a internship, no matter what age, by the way, Marie, uh, being humble enough to go serve that entrepreneurial company that's got four people that's a like in downtown Raleigh, I think we have four chocolate startups here. You know, why not go work for them for two weeks? Uh, there was an online business I suggested one of my clients go to who, who was actually going from business ownership. He, he, he went there for two weeks. They offered him a full-time job within the, the third week at higher in, in income than he was even going for doing online applications with applicant tracking systems. He said, it's just I proved my value. They had raised a million dollars. And he's still doing web consultancy on the side, and they've encouraged him to do that because he's learning and bringing in some of that knowledge into this very entrepreneurial startup business. There's so many ways to do this today. It's just the Internet's right there. Use it for what it's worth and the value of it, not just for entertainment and the following these stories and getting caught up in the news and the, and the you know, entertainment news of the day. Find a way to aggregate it. Find a way to aggregate your skills and, and to use those. It's so much fun being productive on and offline and developing these options. And and I believe I'll just end it with this. And, and and this point is some of these things I'm even seeing. I have a son that happens to have some very some somewhat serious special needs. He can't do a lot of things for himself. He's 18. They're talking about helping him start his own business because he's gifted in ways of communication that, that are just in some ways off the chart, uh, but in other ways he can't write his name and can't do some things. But they, they're so creative, people have come in and said, you know, we want to help him start his own enterprise. That just blows my mind. I just love it so much. Anybody can do this, whether you have some serious special needs and, and are, or have, you know, certain limitations. There's so many options and opportunities for us in the world, and, and we need to take advantage of it. And that's why I'm excited about coaching people in this way and, and and showing them the options and discovering those things that they're great at uh, with them. So what what do you see? Do you see some of these things happening in these trends as well?
2: Yes, and I think it's interesting. As you're talking, I almost think about, you know, it's kind of the stereotypical stay-at-home mom thing mm-hmm. where they were selling Avon or they were selling whatever and now it's become almost that many people do that for many different reasons. You may have a mm-hmm. high-paying job, but now on the side you're doing this or that to build a business in in your passion or to build a skill set or just to have a fallback plan because we know that even if you work for a great corporation, it's not permanent by any means. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting that it's that culture of of doing different things has kind of creeped beyond the stay-at-home mom
3: oh gosh yes and uh you know some of those stay-at-home moms as we can see on you know shows that we i think we all kind of like are like the shark tanks of the world (laughs) you know you just see you see people coming up with these solutions to problems what do you like to solve what do you like to do are you completely fulfilled in your job well there's no excuse today for those listeners and, and even our career professionals to not help people see the options and alternatives that they're willing to get out there and perhaps like all of us work some crazy hours, lose, lose some sleep and, you know, take some calculated risks. Um, now's the time to do that. And if anything I want to impart to my four children is, you know, that, that you don't have to be stuck in, in a corporate career. You don't have to be down and dissatisfied Even if you have not that great a job, you know, maybe it's not fulfilling now, you can still be growing and exploring and and moving on and up, Uh, and, you know, I hope that's part of the message that we impart to anyone who comes through our doors or or that we help or that we're a part of, and I see a lot of that in the coaching community that we belong to is that encouragement, and uh, we all need it, and I hope we continue to do it, so um, I'm even doing it now in, in, uh, you know, with my company. And people have asked me, well, what do you do? Do you do this? And, and you know, the, the answer has been yes. And I look for those opportunities when I can, even though I'm very, very busy here. Um, anything I've done sort of outside of the playbook of career pro, outplacement, career services has really led me to be, I believe, better at what I do here.
2: So tell us a little bit, John, because, of course, we're speeding, of course, to the end of our time already. Tell us a little bit about how people can get in touch with with you if they're interested in reading more and following your expertise.
3: Well, sure. Uh, You know, real quickly, uh, at CareerProInc, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook, CareerProInc or CareerProInc.com. Those those are some of the ways. Or send us an email at info at careerproinc. And you know, I hope we're we're uh, you know we will encourage you and and whoever does and possibly contacts us and uh, you know or just uh, have a consultation. What are your ideas? What do you want to do? What haven't you been able to do? What's kept you stuck? And what will get you unstuck to pursue those dreams and passions, or at least give life to them? And, and build some credibility and encourage you to follow um, some of what you know you need to do to accomplish your work-life mission. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of a community that kind of in, has encouraged me to do those things. I've done things like uh, expert witness and salary issues. I've helped facilitate the sale of businesses. I've I've done things that I really had to partner in some cases to learn how to do and and learn along the way, and I never thought I'd be doing that after 20 years of career services, but sometimes we have to take our own medicine, And but the medicine has made me better, healthier, more productive, and more excited to bring back what I know into this business and, and to the people who I serve today, and I see a lot of them doing those things, and I, and I hope we're just there as an encouragement as you are with your clients, and, and we are with within your organizations that you run. So I'm so honored to be a part of the broadcast, and uh, if there's anything more, great. If not, you know, this has been an exciting time to at least touch on this great subject.
2: Yeah, so if you're listening out there and you want to learn more about hybrid careers, follow John at Career Pro Inc., and he's doing some great work And don't be afraid to reach out to people, as John said, and find that navigator. It may be a career coach, maybe it's a a colleague where you're sitting down and building your own mastermind group together or whatever it might look like to talk through your ideas with someone else, get that external perspective, because there are some challenging decisions that you'll make as you strike out on your hybrid career. So, John, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today.
3: Great to have you. Well, thank you so much again, and thanks for the opportunity to speak and have this conversation.
2: Yes, and if you're listening, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back to the show, and I'm going to walk you through a few more thoughts around building your hybrid career. So we'll say goodbye to John, but we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant in just a few minutes.
1: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
0: You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social to go viral and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel and get amplified.
4: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
1: You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been
2: talking with John O'Connor from Career Pro Inc. And he is bringing up this idea of the hybrid career. And we did a show oh maybe a year and a half ago about some of the rising career trends. And the portfolio career was one of those trends. But we didn't really dive into it that much. So it's been fun to dive in and really think about this idea of a hybrid career that many people are adding on additional work outside of work, maybe that's consulting, maybe it's volunteering, maybe it's starting a new business or buying a franchise. There are so many opportunities today to to build a hybrid or portfolio career, to add to what we're doing and use our our skills in different ways. And John and I talked a little bit, but that's the first thing that you want to do. If you're thinking about adding something on, you want to be really clear about why that is something you want to do. Are you looking to make more money? And that's a perfectly acceptable goal, right? I think sometimes from the career world, we we say, oh, you know, it's got to be something that you love. Well, that's maybe partially true, but if you're needing to make more money, and that's your goal, you'll make decisions differently, and that's okay. So own up to it, agree with it, that's your goal. Maybe it is to use a skill set or develop a skill set that you haven't been able to use at work. Maybe it is to further a passion or a nonprofit cause. What is it that's driving you to want to do something outside of, of work? When you're really clear about that, then you'll be able to make decisions easier. Because there are so many different ways that you can get involved. If you're looking to grow a skill set or participate, add towards a, a, a passion, a cause, then you're probably going to look for an opportunity to volunteer, get on a nonprofit board that is on that cause. If you're looking to grow your leadership skill set especially, that can be a great way to do that without a whole lot of risk. So you can go and volunteer for a nonprofit, get on a board, make sure that you're positioning yourself to do what you want to do. Going and bagging food at the food bank is a great way to add to a cause, but it's not going to grow your leadership skills if that's what you're looking to do. So having that in mind, then we can go out and and survey the opportunities. If you're looking to make money and add that potential income, then you're going to ask different questions. If you're looking at side businesses, sales opportunities, maybe uh, buying a franchise, there are a lot of opportunities and different ways that you can do that. And you want to think about what makes sense for you, for your skill set, for your interests. You want to accommodate as many of those things as possible because then you'll be more successful. So you might know someone who makes a lot of money doing financial services sales, you know, selling financial products. But if you're not really interested in that and you don't really want to do a hard sell, you're probably not going to be that successful in it. If you're interested in, well, I have a family member right now who's looking at starting a crafting business, right? They're good at art, want to get that creative outlet. So doing something that aligns with that in addition to making money can be successful, because you're going to be interested in it, you're going to be passionate about it, and then, of course, you've got to sit down and really think about the money part. How are you going to make it make money? What's your business plan? Don't overdo that. You don't need to know every little detail. We don't want to kind of get to that analysis paralysis point, but a a small business plan, really understanding who your audience is going to be, what are they Willing to pay for that kind of activity, service, event, whatever it might look like. And then what are you going to charge and how much money might you then be making? Simple doesn't have to be too in-depth. If you're looking at getting into a business model, I was talking about, you know, this used to be more of a stay-at-home mom thing where people were doing Avon or Mary Kay or Rodan and Fields now is a big one then you just want to evaluate those opportunities. How do they help you get started? What's the cost to get started? What fits with your passion or your interest? How are you going to weave your personal story in? Because in all of those things, you'll be doing some sales or telling your own story and you want it to, to be as realistic and authentic as possible for you to enjoy doing that and also for you to be successful. So thinking about, what does this this product or service that you'll be selling mean to you and how does it how does it make a difference? And then of course we talked to our franchise expert a little over a year ago as well. And really thinking about all the different types of businesses when people think about buying into a franchise, usually they think about a you know McDonald's or other kinds of do you want fries with that businesses. But there are also many different types of franchises, as John was talking about, the person that maybe ran a popcorn store, you can buy into a franchise to run almost any kind of retail store, as well as services like cleaning, or dry cleaning, or computer repair, there's all different types of services that you might buy into, and those require us to also think about what skill set we might want to use. Do you want to be the manager, the operator? Are you going to hire some someone to do these things? Is managing people a skill that you want to use? You'll want to think about how it's going to be structured to best fit your skill set before you go diving into these opportunities as well. And when you've got those opportunities in front of you, then you're also going to have to consider some financial risk, right? As John was talking about, you have your day job and we want to make sure that that stays secure. So talking to your boss may make sense if you're going to do some of these other activities and knowing what you've signed at your own company. So if you've signed non-compete, non-disclosure, type of agreements, making sure that whatever you're doing on the side doesn't violate those. If you're, especially in any kind of technology or engineering, you've got to be careful There is what you develop yours. How can you make sure that it's yours, that you're not using any company resources to do that? Being very clear about what those guidelines are and making sure that you're either talking to someone about it or you're, clear about what those are and you're keeping it very separate and following the letter of the law if you will around around that how does that look how does that go together and then you have all of the, the branding conversations so if you work as a technology person you've got a bed and breakfast on the side how do you have that conversation with people how are you going to Talk about yourself. When is it appropriate to put on that other hat and talk about your bed and breakfast? And, you know, on and offline, you're going to be networking and you'll want to know what hat you've got on when you walk into that event. What makes sense? Are you talking about yourself as a, an employee, an IT kind of person? Or are you there networking for your business to get more people referring others to to stay at your business, that becomes this point where you have to be very intentional about what you're doing and where you are on and offline, and what you're saying there. And also realizing that, as John said, no matter where you are online, everybody's going to see that. So you can't think, oh, I've got this website for my bed and breakfast, and Maybe I've got a separate Twitter handle for that and a separate Facebook page for that and no one's going to know that that's me. Of course, they will know that it's you. They will know that you're the one that's that's running and operating that, even if it's under your wife's name or whatever that might be. And so you want to be professional in everything that you do and make sure that that brand isn't hurting your worker bee brand in any way and if you're communicating and talking to people about that you know John gave the example of his popcorn store owner had to go into work the store because someone had called in sick and a colleague from their pharmaceutical sales business saw them there well that should be a conversation that you're having with your boss if that's the reality is that I'm going to use one of my sick days today or I'm going to use a vacation day today is probably more realistic, right? I'm use a, a vacation day today because I've had this come up. And if you're not comfortable with that conversation, then you just need to make sure that you're prepared for the consequences and or have other Re- means other means of making those ends connect so someone else that could be called to go and work the store if you are if you have something like that come up which in retail seems to happen a lot so if you're going to go into a retail business having those backups is going to be important and if you're not willing to do that that may be a factor that helps you make that decision so when we think about why do we do this, why do we have so many multiple careers today where in the past people did maybe one thing and perhaps even worked for one company and it's really that opportunity to use your skills and maybe even to build towards this kind of new idea of retirement. We know that people aren't retiring in the same way they used to, some for financial reasons, some for personal reasons and how does that all fit together? People are more flexible today. They're working longer. They want to be engaged in different things. And the whole purpose of this show, of course, is to get you thinking about that ahead of time. Instead of of when those shoes start to drop and you feel like you don't have any options, what could you start looking at now, perhaps on the side, to build towards what you want your next chapter to look like no matter what age you are so we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and kind of tie a bow around this how do you have that hybrid career on and offline and still keep your day job we'll be back in just a few minutes
1: Visit getcareersmart.com to find out more. That's getcareersmart.com or call 800 521 2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business.
4: it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, Please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to marie at a Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant,
2: and today we've been talking with John O'Connor from Career Pro Inc. about hybrid careers. And so just kind of starting from the beginning here that you're thinking about moving out, doing something in addition to your day job, you want to think about why. What is it that you're hoping to get out of that additional activity, skills you want to learn, money you need to make or want to make, or perhaps start leaning towards what you want to do for your next career, next act, next activity, and when you start to make that decision john had some some great ideas that you're starting to listen on social media you don't have to tweet actually you don't even have to have a twitter account to be a voyeur do a search see what people are talking about around your area of interest to go to some local networking groups so if you're thinking about starting a business or buying into a franchise go to some local networking groups see who is there, what they're talking about, who your competition is, all of those kind of competitive research things that you can do, as well as start building your connections, maybe even saying, this is what I'm thinking about doing or this is what I'm doing and see how people react. You can try all of those wonderful hats on when you go to networking events. Perhaps there are some opportunities to get support locally, as John was talking about in, in the Raleigh-Durham area. They have entrepreneur groups, meet-up groups that are talking about some of these topics, and so do they in Fort Collins, Colorado, so I'm guessing that they probably do wherever wherever you are, even if you're in a small town, your chamber of commerce, meet-up other opportunities to connect with others who may be moonlighting as well or who have moved out and are doing their own business that you could learn from and, and talk to as you think about where you want to go. You're getting clear on those goals. You're starting to get organized, kind of compartmentalizing your life a little bit. as you do your your research and start to make the move into a hybrid career. And you've got somebody to bounce those ideas off of. So, you know, John is a, a career coach, executive coach. Those folks can be great opportunities for you. A business coach, someone who is going to help you move along your path. And spouses, significant others, can be great sounding boards and they may be a little overly invested in your um, doing some certain things versus others. Of course, they're invested in your success, but they may not be the most objective person to talk through some of those things with. So a colleague, someone who's done it before, or a carefully selected business or, or career coach can be a good option for you to get someone who can provide you some guidance, some feedback, and perhaps be a little bit more objective about that. Then, of course, you're going to consider your financial risks. How are you going to manage the risk of losing your current job? How are you going to manage the risk of, of buying into or getting into whatever it is that you want to get into? How you keep that... Financial investment low usually is that the time investment goes up. So balancing those two things, they they tend to be on a little bit of a teeter-totter. You're not going to get something that's low time and low money. That's usually going to be a scam. (laughs) And that doesn't mean that if you pay a lot of money, something's going to be easy. You've got to do your research and figure out where the value is to you and what do you need to be successful in a business. And if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that my first foray into business was a financial sales option, opportunity when I was, oh goodness, probably 20 or 21. And I knew that selling financial services was not going to be a good fit for me. I had a partner who supposedly we were going to go into this business together. And they were going to do the sales part, the networking. They were more gregarious, outgoing. And I was going to do the meticulous you know, data entry, create the reports kind of work on the back end. Well, the only problem with that, of course, was that the salesperson was not getting any business in and we both made investments and it just wasn't a good fit. Well, I probably could have told you that from the beginning, let alone a 20-year-old trying to sell insurance and financial services to 40 40- and 50-year-old. It just wasn't a good fit for many reasons. And when I think about, of course, back then, I didn't think about why I was doing it. It was because I wanted a different avenue I didn't want to just have a you know nine to five job but I didn't think about me or how it would all fit together at all it just was something that I tried well then the next great option opportunity was kind of the new um product sales where you're selling out of a catalog and it's you know everybody can buy all these different products and you're supposed to have a warehouse in your house That it just was way too much logistics at that point in life and I did have a, a day job and the time sink for that kind of business was more than I could handle on top of, of that day job. And so when the opportunity came up and I'd gone back and got my degree in career counseling but thought that I'd work at, at a university. So when the, uh, the opportunity came up to do this, kind of work and to get out and do my own career consulting business, I really had to think a little bit harder about it. What what fit for that? What didn't fit? You know, and I was getting to use skills that now I had paid to gain by getting my master's. So that was a good thing. There seemed like an opportunity to do contract work while I built my business. So that was a good thing. And it was something that I was really passionate about. One of the best things for me was that I didn't have to sell to my friends and family. That was a lesson I learned selling insurance and financial sales the way that I was supposedly being taught to do it anyways, was that you started with your friends and family, and that wasn't a good fit for me, and this business would allow me the opportunity to do it differently. And, you know, most mostly it gave me the opportunity to be independent and creative, which is what I love about running my own business but also to do something that I was was passionate about in the careers industry and had just learned a lot about to be passionate and knowledgeable in. So all of those different trials and errors were so important. And that was one of the things that I found disheartening when I first started to talk to people about getting into the careers business was that I had to choose one thing. I was interested in working with companies, doing consulting work, doing training, and doing the individual career work. And when I first started, it it was a very clear message that I had to choose one thing, and that was the only way I would be successful. And that was really hard. And I'm kind of glad that I found a different perspective fairly quickly. I met with someone who had done a whole different host of things, And sure, they maybe didn't have the recognizable business name that the person who only did one thing had, but they were successful and were happy that they'd done all these different things. And so when you're first starting out, give yourself that flexibility to do many different things, to try many different things. When you find that one thing, yes, you'll focus in and And follow all those marketing people's rules that doing one thing makes you more successful. But give yourself the time and the flexibility to experiment and to figure out what that one thing is. Especially if you're coming out of corporate, you may think that, and you've seen, that doing one thing is more effective. But you're not going to be able to get there right away. And that's okay. And you also... We'll always be able to come back here to the Career Confidant and get more great information. We're going to have some resume experts this month. It's update your resume update your resume month. So stick around, come back next week for another great episode and another great guest here on the Career Confidant.
1: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant.